Welcome back to Are You For Real with Sarah Frick. Today, we are sitting down with one of my absolute bestest, bestest, best friends in the world. This woman has been by my side for a very long time. I want to introduce you guys to the triple S threat, Stacy Small Smallwood, um, owner of Hamden James Small and the woman who has basically changed the game of fashion, not just in Charleston, but I would say in the Southeast hugely. So Stacey, welcome. Thank you. It's only taken four fucking years to get you on the podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I was like, do I need to get to She was like, um, do you ask me ever? I was like, you're so busy. Um, so let's just get like, a, just, I know everything about you, but like, let's just get a small little bit of background on you, where you grew up, that kind of stuff. And then we'll just dive in. Yes. Great. So I've known sweet Sarah for 11 years. So we've- What's kn- one of the first things we did together? Oh my God. We rode in the, um, <laughs> oh, you yeah. were driving the um, Subaru. Was that a Subaru? No, I think or, I was driving my mom's BMW. No, mom's- it was the Outback thing. Like the- um, Was it a Subaru? It, it was um, an extended- Oh, like an Audi? Oh. The Audi. Okay. Extended, you know- it was a very mom mobile back then. It, I think it was my mom's car because yeah. I, I had her car before she died. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Because okay. she had just passed away. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and you were hauling ass. I can say I have a really bad <laughs> mouth. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. Have we met each other? I know. I mean, <laughs> it's not like alley. I haven't listened to your podcast yeah. and stuff. I don't. You automatically go there. Like, can I curse? I yes. Don't know. Yes. So I, um, you were driving me to Allison Johnston's bachelorette party, mm-hmm. and we had never met, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so intimidated by this girl, which is like so really, tall. really weird. Well, no. I, <laughs> I feel like I was, I was a very different version of myself back then. You helped me become the woman I am today well, I love you. through your, through your guidance and all, all kinds of chats over the many years. Um, and opened me up to the world of knowing myself and, and letting go and vulnerability. So, um, but at that time we were partying in the car <laughs> And that's our other like, side. I was like, beer stop. Yes. Stacey's Stacey like, I like this girl. She cried a six pack. She's like, beer stop. And I was like, I love you. Okay. <laughs> we're besties mm-hmm. for life. And literally we came back home from that bachelorette party weekend. And we were like, let's introduce our, um, my husband at the time, her fiance. Mm-hmm. And we have not stopped since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next best thing we did together was we went skydiving. Skydiving. <laughs> so for... I gave John for a wedding present. John gave me a diamond for a wedding present. And I was like, I'm going to give him something really cool. And I gave him skydiving, which terrified the shit out of me. And still the thought of it to this day. But let me just give you guys this. (laughs) Because John... In in our foursome relationship. John and Stacey are very similar-ish. And Mm -hmm. I think, especially at that time, like they, so when you go skydiving, you, you can either go with yourself or you go clearly with another person. What's that called? Tandem. Tandem. Yep. And then they can eat, eat, then there's a a photographer and like Jason and I are both like, God, no, we don't want this thing. I don't want my death photograph. (laughs) Like, I don't want my video of this. Video. Videographer. Videographer. And, and like literally before the words were out of me and Jason's mouth, like, no, uh, Stacey and John were like, oh, absolutely. We want video. Totally. I want video. Yeah. So the one request I had was that I went first. And of course I had didn't because the two skydiving <laughs> champions had to go first. And they, this video is like the funniest thing. <laughs> and it's, there's a song it's called skydiving. I yeah. think. 
And I mean, I wonder where that video is because we watched it for a while. I know. We've got to dig it out. I've tried. I've tried. I've tried (laughs) for years to find that video. And I've tried. I did find for for, um, John's 48th birthday, I found the um, song. The song. At least. I played it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. Um, And I remember I was sitting up there. And so then Jason and I got to go together. And mind you, like, we're like very, we're like new friends. Like we're like honeymoon couple friends and we're in Walterboro and it's, you know, it's like, it's a process to go skydiving. It's like you get there and you go like there, you got to like basically be like sign your life away and like put on a thousand straps. And the guy was like, you're strapped to someone and it was my turn. And Jason tells the story, like all of a sudden I'm like, standing on the side of a plane. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And my hair at the time was like really long. It's like billowing oh back to Charleston. And he's like, you were like, no, 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 no. And the guy's like, three, two, one. And you jump. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was, it was scary. And of course you guys were like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. Cause y'all jumped at the same time. And then John and, and John and I were like, let's go back again. Yeah. And I was like, we're done here. We're, they wouldn't let us. So we here. left and yes. then like bar hopped the rest of the day, yeah. which was a freaking blast. Yes. And I love, so basically we came on your lake. Yeah. Your present to I'm your like, husband. well, Stacy's always a yes girl. I'm like, hey, you want to do this crazy thing? She's like, yeah, let's do it. Sure. Yeah. No problem. Uh, Stacy's the first person that took me ever to Europe when she was there for Tour Fashion Week. And we'll get into all that. But it was like, I had just, I had had my twins. I mean, so when do you go down there in January? I get four times a year. So when were we there? We it was like awesome. I know. Did we go to fashion shows? I think we were there in you January. Were, I went to appointments with you. End of January. Okay, so my twins were almost one, and I flew overnight. <laughs> and Stacy travels like worldwide, like constantly. And she, like, the one thing she said to me was like, "When you get off the plane, <laughs> yes, do not." get in the, get in the car with someone with a sign. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. got it. Totally got it. Like I had slept the whole way there, blah, blah. I text her. I'm like, got in the car with the guy with the sign. <laughs> Literally. Cause I had to land earlier and I go, whatever you do, don't like let one of those guys throw you off course. Just say no, no, no. And go to the taxi line, yeah. whatever you do. <laughs> Sarah's like, I got in one of the random cars. I'm like, what yeah. the actual fuck? So, okay. so we get, so I pull up to the hotel that we're staying at and Stacey's like between appointments and she comes out and in front, she's like b- arguing with the guy. She was like, this is how, cause it was like so expensive. And yeah. she was like, this is what we're paying you. Goodbye. Like shut the door, yep. took me upstairs. She's like, you need to sit down. But <laughs> that trip was like one of the best trips of my life because first of all, that first day you were like, you need to just roll. Like you had to go to appointments. So I went to the Louvre. I walked around. We went out with some of your fun fashion friends and then, and now they're all obsessed with her. And then I slept for the first time having twins. I think I slept for like 15, 16 hours. I woke up my skin looked different. Mm-hmm. I was like, I look really pretty, don't I? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, look, I look really good right now. You totally did. Um, so that was one of my fun, our fun adventures together. And to this day, I literally am trying to look at my phone because um, I took a photo of the like, do not, um, do not <laughs> get in with the taxi guys this past trip into September because I was like, Sarah, just for a reminder, <laughs> it's in here somewhere. But, but that like, when we go to Mexico, you know, it's like anywhere you go, it's yeah. like, they're like, and I, now I know I'm like, push through, push through, push through our vans outside. Yeah. Um, okay. So I want to start. Oh, I, I haven't said where I, I'm born and all that stuff. Cause we just, cause we just dived in. Yeah. Dived right. in. Dove okay. In. So Greenville, South Carolina, my family's from Charleston, my, um, m- I am 
name or the store is named after James Hamden Small, who's my great great grandfather who came from Scotland to Charleston. And so um, my dad was the first generation to be raised like in Greenville outside of Charleston. So um, I was like a St. Cecilia Deb and all that fun stuff in Charleston. And she's an identical twin. And I'm an identical twin. And I actually also have an older brother and an older sister um, who's uh, sister's 13 years older and my brother's eight years older and they're awesome too. And, um, so you went to school, high school in Greenville mm-hmm. and then Sally, who's her twin sister. You both went to Vanderbilt. Is that correct? Yep. We both went to Vanderbilt and then Sally was very interested in going to law school and I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but, um, Neiman, like, have you always been into fashion? I have always been into fashion, but I just never thought that you could make a career out of it. Like, Honestly, I feel like growing up in South Carolina, you're so removed thinking, you know, what jobs are are even in fashion? And I get asked that all the time. Like, what can I do? I want to be a buyer or I want to own a store. And I'm like, there's a million other jobs you can do besides those. So, um, and I mean, I had the white Madonna scrunchie boots and I would leather and I love them. And I would pick on my outfits every day, you know, every night before school the next morning. Uh I'm like very into like what I was wearing and the first day of school clothes and like all of that. But I was Was Sally as into fashion as you were? Um, I mean, she liked shopping and stuff, but I don't know. I it, think that I was more on the creative side and she was definitely more on the, in a, like, analytical side mm-hmm. of things if you have to split twins, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, and then Neiman Marcus came and interviewed on the Vanderbilt campus and that was um, the only thing that I was like, oh my God, this could actually be... Like it was like a, like a camp, like a work fair or something. Yeah. Is that right? Job okay. fair. Yep. Job fair. Yep. Okay. I know. That kind of dates me even. Like, do they still do this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so this was... Does anyone work anymore? I know, apparently. <laughs> I'm hiring if anybody would like a job, actually. There's plenty of positions. We could talk about that later. But I may say that five times. So, um, yeah, they came and Sally was like, get your ass off the couch. It's the only thing you've ever been interested in doing is fashion. So I done an internship in New York with beauty PR. Um, we had studied abroad in Florence, Italy, and I'd done photography. And, um, and then one summer, which is the best fun fact, um, we lived here in Charleston and I waited tables for Hyman Seafood Restaurant. <laughs> so there's going to be so many fun little yeah. gems out there. So you know, that was that waiting. Yeah. Waiting tables there was quite a blast. Yeah. Made bank. Yeah. And and then the bars were still up until 6am. So then we'd go spend it all and then do it all over again. I know. I did the same thing in old school. Yeah. Um, okay. So now you're at your job fair Mm -hmm. and with your flip phone or your beeper. Yeah. And I don't think I ever had a beeper. I did. I wish I did. I was so jealous of the people who had beepers. I was like a drug dealer. I mean, I wasn't, but I felt like I was. It was like one, four, three. I love you. Yeah. Um, And then the boob list you could do. Oh yeah. That was really good. I can still do that on a calculator with my eyes shut. I'll show you after this. Oh my God. You know. The mini talents. Yes. I know. It was terrific. So you interviewed with Neiman Marcus, Mm -hmm. which their headquarters are. In Dallas, Texas. And it was like a five-step process. You, um, they, or the job fair and then you went that night and you took a math test and then because what you do as a buyer is so analytical you really are crunching numbers all the time you're like um sitting in front of a computer 95 percent of the time because it's money at the end of the day that Mm -hmm. you're buying these clothes and seeing if you're selling them and what's not selling and 
are we being profitable? So, so many people get into the creative part. And I think that that's probably why they have such a huge turnover rate is that they were interviewing people for fashion merchandising, but that's, it's not about the product for buying. It's really about the numbers. So, um, they interviewed on 10 campuses and Vanderbilt was one of them. And so took the math test, then had an interview after that and, um, that night. And then, so this is all in one day. That was all, yeah, all in one day. Okay. And then they flew somebody back out to interview people again And then I got that. And then they flew me to Dallas and there was four rounds of 40 people flown in for 40 jobs total. Oh my gosh. And then, um, there was two days of interviews and you had to get, you were part of a group and you had to say what you would do in the store space. If you, gosh, now thinking back Were you like nervous? Um, I think- I had way more confidence back then than I ever do now. I don't like, think, I don't know if I would say confidence. I think some of it's like, it's the word like not naive, lack of, but yeah, like you're just like, tech. whatever. You're like, I don't yeah. know. I got nothing to lose here. Exactly. I know. <laughs> yeah. I knew not to be like the bully of the group, like the strongest one, but to be like right in the middle yeah. and like the a- analysis of that. So you had to like do different group projects and then do some individual projects. You had to sort, which I think is a great project. You had to sort through your inbox and put things in um, highest priority to lowest priority. Mm. And it's, that's really fascinating to see how a brain works. Yeah. And, I would, I would really right? fail that. I, <laughs> I want to tell you, I want to tell you guys how many emails I have right now. Hold on. Oh, I'm know. just pausing Stacey. Oh, 94,730. Yep. I know. Wow. I, Let's see. I have 122,440 and 115 unread text messages. Mm-hmm. Okay. See, the text message thing stresses me the fuck out. I know. I know. I just as long feel as you like respond I'm hanging to me. on. Yeah. Oh, you're hanging you, on my thread. I, I know. Okay. I know. So, okay. So anyway, you're... so we went, I went through those interview process and the very last interview was like the exit interview and they're like, so do you have any further questions? And I go, um, yeah. How'd I do? <laughs> it was like legendary when I first started. They were like, Oh, I heard your last question. Yeah. How did I do? I'm like, What the fuck was I thinking? Anyway, so she was like, You did great. And so I got the job and I started August. I've I have some really monumental moments in my career path that have followed time. I started August, I think, first of two thousand one. Um, almost a month before September eleventh hit. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it certainly shifted such a publicly traded corporate company and um, their path, and they let go of so many people. And and you know how things took shape after mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. very very interesting. And how long were you at Newman Marcus? So tell us how they, like because you rose in the company pretty quickly, right? Yeah. So I was an assistant buyer for two and a half years in designer sportswear. So and this is just for our listeners, like this is their headquarters. Yes. Yeah, so you okay. buy for the whole country, which is very fascinating. Most people were like, "Oh, where are you located?" I'm like, "Well, actually, Dallas, the downtown Dallas flagship store." Above that is the corporate headquarters, and it has every every buyer there. So um, we would buy... At the time, there was 36 stores, and um, I finally landed in the um, office with Zena Schottlander, was my buyer, and um, she'd been there over 20 years, and it was just she and myself buying for $32 million in sales Jeez. a year. So... Um, it was crazy and wild. And I actually was the only assistant buyer who got to in the company who got to travel for market because it was such a big business. It was the number 
to business for the company at the time and then um, got to travel out to the stores and give store presentations and be like, okay, hi guys, this is the product, this is the fabric, and let me show you, you know, how yeah. great it is. And you do presentations to like 150 people and I was 22 years old, you know. Yeah. And they're all like in their 50s and grouchy and you're like, great. So when you, so like, was that when you were like, okay, I love this creative stuff. Yeah. Like I love the product and the feeling and like that, that you love, like that like drove you. Yeah. Well, I feel like I got a good mix as an assistant buyer. And then part of the path of being a buyer is you go into the department stores and become a department manager. So you have to go manage you know, lady shoes or cosmetics or jewelry or whatever. And, um, I was fortunate enough to stay in the flagship store. So I literally went from my office upstairs to an office downstairs on the first floor. And it was the employee entrance and exit for all of the store and all of corporate. So, um, I was a department manager of lady shoes and, um, like Bert Hansky would come down and walk through the floor and be like, um, so show me what's selling. He was the president of the company at the time. Yeah, wow. And then like the vice president would of all stores would come in and be like, try not to have a slow day tomorrow, uh, you know, today. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. okay, great. <laughs> yeah. I just threw up. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also that was an interesting store because we had like zero foot traffic. No one walked in there because it was downtown Dallas and it really had not been revitalized. And it was like people drove downtown to do work and then leave. And, um, there was no really bars or restaurants. So we had to figure out a new way to do business. And, um, I grew the business a million dollars in one year and one department manager of the year. So how, how, um, Honestly, you're like topless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there were times. I, don't put it past me, girl. I ain't scared. I mean, I sidebar. Stacy really does have great boobs. Sorry, go thanks, keep going. <laughs> um, and I would. Nothing was beneath me. I mean, humility is the key to success in life, and. I would um, really get some of the other departments involved in selling shoes because I'm like, look, you can make a great commission if you just add on a shoe. And they're really easy because they always fit. You right. know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know what shoe size you are. And um, if you don't want to come down then and find them, then just bring your client over. You can sit on the couch and I will go sell the shoes for you. And that is still your attitude about everything. I have yeah. never seen someone schlep more than you in my life. Right. Oh my God, <laughs> it is. Woo. Yeah. Yep. That's part of the reason my back hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then we, I actually had an employee at the time who was addicted to crystal meth, oh. which was awesome. Cool. And yes. And working for like a big corporate corporate company like that. I mean, it took me months and months to even convince them, like, because I was maybe 24 at the time and he was 54 and he sold $2 million worth of sales. So for them, the number attached to him was 2 million. The number attached to me was 20, I'm 24 years old and mm-hmm. I'm replaceable. Mm-hmm. So it was like, don't agitate the big dog. And I'm like, well, he's not showing up for work. So I can't achieve my numbers if like we can't hire somebody else. And he's like threatening the other employees and stuff. So it was, it was a lot, but, but you know, there's HR for that. And mm-hmm. they were like, well, we might have to put him on FMLA family medical leave act. And like, to, it, it was a lot. Yeah. I mean, and that was, was like your first big head job. to head yeah. with like a, cause you've had yeah. plenty of situations since then. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big head to head because, um, it really taught me how to not respond 
to anger, like when someone comes at you like that, to be able to be like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm -hmm. Like it was the hardest lesson. And believe me, I'm still not a pro at it at all. But um, what are they really saying? And what, um, and even when a customer's upset, they, Manola Blahnik heels used to always break off. And you know, someone saved so much money to buy these and they don't want them to break. And I would have to talk them down and be like, look, we're going to fix this for you. But they want to be seen and heard Mm -hmm. just like they do in your class. Well, wherever you go, everywhere. Everywhere. That's all people want. Like that is such a good, I think like you had so many good nuggets in there, but like one of them is like humility. Like Mm -hmm. I don't care how big you get. I don't care where you're going, you know, like be humble, be kind. You're still freaking human, man. And like, that's what like, that that personal relationship I find too is like why you are so successful. Um, you know, even the other day I, I was with my sister-in-law and I know that this is not to like stress you out because I know you can only be at like one place. In, no, I know. It, Don't even, sh- we've already talked about this. I've already gone down the rabbit hole. Yeah, the gift card and the- No, 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 okay, no, no, okay, no. Okay. She said, no, this is, no. She was <laughs> like, I just love it when Stacy's there. I know. I was like, I know, but she's one person. I know. And like she has, and she's like, no, I totally get it. She's like, and what she did is she set me up with someone so amazing. Yeah. And I felt like she totally got what I needed. And she's yeah. like, I had a great time. But she was just like, I and know. I get that too, because I'm always like, well, I'll just take, I'll just pick up that class. I'll just pick up that class, you know, and I'll, mm-hmm. and I'll grow the numbers and then da 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 because we got to, you know, cause I, I love what I do and I know mm-hmm. you love what you do, but there's bills. Yeah. And there's, I mean, you have a, how many people do you have working for you now? Like almost 40. Maybe more. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay, but we're jumping too fast. Okay, okay. So, okay, so you're at Neiman Marcus. Now, I don't want to segue too far because I, so you meet Jason. He's still, Jason's her husband. Yeah. He's still in, is he still at school? Oh God. Yeah. Actually, when we first started dating, I, I was like, I've reached a new low. I'm like <laughs> graduated from Vanderbilt. I could have graduated early. Actually, it took like six hours my last semester and waited tables there. I think everyone actually in their life was like, Lindsay should have to wait tables because I'm like, it is, you really understand the level of humility and service, mm-hmm. like what service is. Mm-hmm. And you serve your people here because mm-hmm. you hold that space for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but so new low dating a man still in college and taking his fifth year, <laughs> not in service, <laughs> not, not in service. So, um, but our, it, honestly, best decision, obviously we've been married 17 years. Um, my teen bride. Is, she always calls me <laughs> a teen bride. I mean, I really was, I was a preteen. I got married a month before my 25th birthday. So <clears throat> it has been a journey and I'm, I'm so lucky that our life that we've grown together because obviously we both changed so much and we moved back to Charleston being like, Oh, we're going to go back and settle in and have kids. Well, 42, there's no, chi- no children in sight. But this is, let me just sidebar this. This is so funny. So some of you that have listened to the podcast forever, my friend, good friend, Adam draws who we had on the podcast, him and Stacy are both in similar industries. We're in New York. She's there. They're both there for fashion week. I don't know. John and I came in town for our anniversary. <laughs> We're sitting across the table. This was just like in September, like a few months ago. Yeah. And he's like, so are you dating anyone, <laughs> Stacey? And we were both like, dead. What? I was like, huh? I was like Stacey's been married for 40 years. <laughs> I was, I was like, do you have a boyfriend? And yeah. I was cracked. I, I was, was like, because laughing. if you know her and Jason, it's like, <laughs> you guys are like, you know, been together forever. Yeah. Sidekick. Um, yeah. Or each other's sidekick. Yes. And, and, but I, a lot of my fashion stuff, obviously I do on my own and Jason comes in wherever, but, 
Um, Jason was actually naturally just hung over that day and didn't want to go to brunch with us. Yeah. Or he had something maybe he had to do. I don't know. Whatever. He's yeah. probably laying in bed. Yeah. So, no, he went to go meet a finance guy for brunch. Okay. That's why. Okay. And you and I went to, like, Party Town, which was great. With with Adam. Yeah. Which John. is the best. It was so and, fun. And his, um, Adam's gay um, fiance, yeah. who's badass, yeah. too. The both of them. Alan. I could sit there and listen, talk to them forever. I, I know. Was they're like, amazing. Leave. I know. They're amazing. Um, Ooh, obsessed. So, okay. So, you and Jason come back to Charleston. And ha- was it a point where you, like, I'm going to open a store? Jason's actually from Southern California, which I do love. He um, took, he was going to drive after graduating from South Carolina. Yes, he did make it through. And he, and the reason he made it was in South Carolina is because he played soccer for Carolina. And so we took five years and he um, was going to drive. We started dating, picked him up in an airport really is basically a short story of it. He got stuck in Dallas on a layover and we started dating and then he was going to drive back to California and he was going to stop in Dallas for two weeks and he just never left. And we, um, yeah. Um, I was done with, uh, Neiman Marcus because I really saw a change in the industry happening. There was like Rag and Bone and Alexander Wang and Daryl Kay and um, Jane Mail and like all these really small, unique designers who it's very hard for them to distribute and sell to a department store. And I was like, they're so interesting. Those are the people who are doing really cool stuff. And I felt like it was a good time to shift because also Neiman Marcus had brought in McKinsey Consulting and they wanted me to go back upstairs in the buying office and be a financial analyst. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just don't know if I, after being on the floor with product and people and still be heavily involved in the numbers, that that's really the path that I want, Mm -hmm. you know? And Mm -hmm. I think they lost a lot of good people because of that. So... Um, so we were like, let's move back. And we actually took two months off and drove around in my black Chevy Tahoe, Mm -hmm. um, black beauty. And Jason drove until it died. Nope. I drove until it died. He got a new car. I drove that thing until literally I flew back one time after a former employee, um, reading all my text messages on my iPad, my personal text messages to my therapist. Um, flew back in from London and got like four hours of sleep and was pulling up to the light on George and meeting and my brakes went out. <gasps> Literally. I remember Tried to this. put it. Yeah. And I, th- it, there was just nothing. And I'd come over from Mount Pleasant. So thank God it didn't happen over the bridge. But my brakes went out and I had to throw it into park and push my car into the parking lot. <laughs> you were like, and, fuck this day. And then go fire her. I was like, <laughs> yes. fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, let's just say it hasn't been an easy ride. Yeah. So, okay, so we're, we're back in Charleston. We go we two months. We have a great time. We come back to Charleston, and uh, you're thinking, what are you thinking? Well, I was thinking I was going to get some experience here at a store, and I just didn't feel connected to, like, a store here or any, you know, like, what nothing resonated with me. Mm-hmm. And, um, so finally I think I conned my dad into, um, co-signing a loan for me. And, um, that was in 06. Um, so he was like the guarantor, but believe me, every dollar had to be paid back mm-hmm. from me mm-hmm. and was paid back to the bank. And, um, I opened February 5th, 2007 um, at three fifty seven King, and that was where she's it, she's not there now. No, for those of you, yeah, that was um, Peter near Peter Pit. If anybody remembers that, mm-hmm. and um, 
it was kind of a dirty, it's still kind of dirty. I don't know why we can't clean up that part of the street, <laughs> but, um, and then it became firehouse subs at one point it's had many iterations, but that was my original location. And then in, um, so it opened February 5th, 2007, then the 08 crash happened end of September. <clears throat> so yep. economic crash, um, that was scary as hell. Cause we just hadn't built up our clientele yet. We hadn't reached enough people to like call them and say, Hey, come get in the room. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, what are you doing? And they, you know, didn't know me from Adam and trust me yet. And Charleston was also in such a flux then of, of big change of new restaurants coming in, the food scene growing immensely. Um, so that was beyond difficult. So, but um, took out some more loans. Made it, but you made it through. <laughs> made it through that. And the biggest thing that happened was the space that I'm in now at 314 King, the one with the stained concrete floors. That was ESD, Elizabeth Stewart Designs. And they decided to leave King Street and go. They have like two other locations. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful space over in Mount Pleasant now. And so that space opened up and it was one block south of Bob Ellis, which was really the cutoff point for people. So I really, I love the analysis of foot traffic and where are people coming. They just couldn't find me. So we moved into that space. My dad and my husband were like, you are nuts. This is, you're moving from 1550 square feet to 4,200 square feet. And I was like, yes, but I'm getting it almost like at the same amount of rent, not that much more. And they really had thought I had lost my mind. And we doubled our sales that year um, by moving. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was a huge game changer for me. And what's that, that one like as like, and I hate to say, what's that like as a woman? Because yeah. I think, you know, as a human, having, you know, two people that are like, eh, because they love you, clearly. They're yeah. not like, they want, they're supporting you, but they're like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Yeah. And you're just like, I mean, you're stubborn as fuck. But also yeah. like, were you like, oh yeah, that's what we're doing. I was, I was like, yeah, that's what we're doing because I don't, I don't see another option. And like, I think that's, I'm such a risk taker and I feel like I got that from my dad and Jason definitely is not even there's many a times I've told you that I'm doing this and John and y'all are like, you've lost your mind. Like, Mm -hmm. please, can you just slow down? And Mm -hmm. I was like, but I just see it already. I already see it. You speak it into existence. Yeah. And I already see like what's going to happen. And I see that like, we can't like grow unless we have that and that's going to have this sort of trickle down effect. Right. You know, you know your business. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's something that for our listeners, especially that that's like, it's not like you just jumped in and, and you know, and it's not like, you know, and I say this with so much respect, but you, you have a very successful father, but it's like, you've worked your ass off. Like you've oh. done everything for yourself. And I, you know, there's nothing wrong with loving your children. I love my children. I hope I can give them the world. But mm-hmm. I think that there's something like, you know, you got chutzpah, you got like, you yeah. got balls. You're just kind of like, let's big dick energy, you know, yeah. like we got to just roll. Yeah. So, all right. So now you're but in. He, I mean, he supported me by like, like helping and maybe, you know, co-signing the loan, which is very, very, very oh, totally. generous. But he didn't even help me find a contractor to open. He's in commercial real estate development. Didn't even help he me find like, a contractor or tell me what a CO was. Tell me what a CCO was. He didn't. I had to read books on the taxation in the state of South Carolina. He was like, if you want this, then you will figure it out. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So you did. I've always had to figure it out. Yeah. Um, he doesn't believe in like handing things to anybody. Right. You know, he's like, if you want it, you can, you'll do it. Yep. Um, so before we talk about like all your expansions, because there are so many facets of that, I think what's, I'd love to talk about some of the, um, 
kind of like, I don't know, pioneers the right word, but some of the really cool things you did, like I remember um, actually when I was pregnant with Grace, you brought the guys from Rag and Bone and you did like a whole runway show and they had, you had this huge party at your parents' house and it was like, like Charleston was like, what the fuck is going on, right? Yeah. And like, cause it, we, it's just, it's changed so much. We've been, yeah. I think probably been back here together probably about the same 15 years-ish or so. Yeah, yeah. So it, one of the coolest things we did was um, for our five-year anniversary, we brought David and Marcus, who actually are no longer even together. Mm. So um, they were the founders of Rag & Bone. We were one of the first stores in the country to pick them up. David even said, I remember writing the FedEx labels out for your jeans. Um, you know, and this was in 2000 and. I guess 12. Yeah, that would have been five years. Okay, 2012. And we did a two-day party. Um, the first night was like VIP at my parents' house, um, live music, uh, Le Country Boil. I mean, I have the video of wrapping up the weekend and like I see my nieces even in that video. They're so little. Yes, yeah. and they were little teeny tiny. And now they're like, you know, one's going off to college and one is already a sophomore in college. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, they were like six and you know just babies little. yeah it's so cute so um and then we did a 200 person seated runway show at Westbrook Brewery mm -hmm, which, which was, was so cool. incredible men's and women's and um that was awesome and then they had at that time they only had one store in New York and they were leaving Charleston to fly to Boston to open their second store with Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady oh, as the guest as the host. So and I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, same, 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 we're same. Just, we're just at Westbrook Brewery. Same, same. <laughs> doing this, but it was uh, awesome. Yeah. It and was, what's cool, there's so many other events in there. Like we did, we've done capsule um, exclusive collections with um, Amy. Uh, the designer of Tibby, who's so inspiring and real. If you guys don't follow her personally on Instagram, highly recommend it. She really breaks down fashion in a way that I love because it's about being you. And she answers like real questions. And we've done, um, gosh, I don't know, so many things. So many things. So many events. We, I really love bringing people to Charleston that you would never have the opportunity to meet and bringing these designers. And, and they love Charleston because yeah. like as often as I can, I always try to like, sneak my way in. I mean, sometimes yeah. things can't Dorothy make Schumacher, you came to the yep. dinner all the way from Germany. Yep. Um, private dinner in our new space, the 312 King Street space that, um, and it's really a testament of like how beautiful our city is and unique and people have heard about it. So although sometimes I'll be in Paris and they'll be like, so you're from Charlotte, right? And yeah. I'm like, Charleston. Yeah. And they're like, right, Charleston, North Carolina. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, still wrong. Yeah. Dear God. I know. Oh my God. I know. Don't worry about it. I mean, it's people fine. like that live in like other states in, in the United States, they're like North Carolina. I'm like, South Carolina, like same thing. I'm like, nope, nope. No. I've lived in both, but nope, nope. No. Um, Okay, so let's And like, then wait, I have to go, go into go. the biggest event of all is going to happen March 22nd um, of 2022, which is actually very serendipitous now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. My God. And yeah. It's, and it's very soon. Yeah, very soon. Um, and I hope my PR person's okay with me saying this, but well, well yeah. I'll just go ahead. But um, Jack and Lazaro, the designers of Proenza, um, schooler are going to come and recreate their, this is even bigger, recreate their fall 22 show. So like it'll have just come off the runway in New York, um, at the end or middle to end of February. And then it will come to Charleston and do the runway show here It's amazing to celebrate my 15 year anniversary Woo. of the store. We'll be there girl. Um, 
All right. So, okay. There's so many things. Okay. I want to talk to you about like when, like the first time you went to fashion week, how you got into mm. buying, because I mean, it is, it's intense yeah. and it's like, I've gone with you kind of half so, several times to like different things. And it's like, it's a whirlwind and it's like, we're, and it's a lot of money <laughs> on the table, <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. like millions, millions how of do dollars. you know, like when you go into these showrooms and it's, and these showrooms, for those of you that have never been in one, it's usually like more than one designer, right? Well, not always, but sometimes, like, I think I took you to a multi-line showroom, um, like CD Network or Findings are two of my favorites. And um, I have great relationships with them both. And so they search out in the market and they go find a new small brand and then they bring it to their showroom and then they introduce it to us buyers because we're already coming for product there that we, other designers that we carry, like um, CD Network was Golden Ghost. They brought Golden Goose to the U.S. Okay. and Forte Forte and Labo, who Labo Art, which is a really small, um, teeny tiny Italian designer. And they're doing like a 10 piece exclusive capsule for us for our 15 year anniversary so as cool. well. And so they come up with like the mix that fits them and what, what really works. And then we go in and see if we think it fits within our store's assortment. Like that's what we call like all of our brand mix, like all the designers together. So we're like, do we, I kind of think to myself, do, is this a hole in the market? Like, do I not have this covered? Or you know what? That already looks like something I get from C New York or Ula Johnson. Or is this like really fresh and new and different and gives people a new reason to buy? Or am I just emotional about it? And I love it. And eventually it will work. Right, right, right. Um, it's such a, and that's such a good, so that's a good, let's, let's segue there. So being emotional about a decision or have you ever, um, like done a buy, like say like a whole, like a whole spring buy or whatever. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I was really off. Um, I don't think like the whole buy, but there's been plenty of times where like maybe one designer comes in and I'm like, what was I thinking? Right, (laughs) right, 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 right. More specific, um, Or like, I really, I think what's fascinating is there's times where I'm like, I didn't think that would sell at all. And it's the first thing to sell. Like it is wacky. I'm like, how in the world did these crochet shorts, you know, that are booty shorts be the first thing to sell out of that collection when we have like, I mean, I'm like, (laughs) but that's not always our customers. So I'm like, how is that selling versus it's like gorgeous dress? Like, why do we have that left? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. It's about the mood when somebody comes in the door. Are they like- you know what? It's hot today. I didn't expect it to be warm. It's April. I'm from Chicago. Like, holy cow. I'm excited. I, I'm I want excited. This. Yeah. I just think, who cares? I'm going to buy it. It's, yeah. it's fun. Yeah. And then, or, you And know. what percentage, and maybe you don't know exact percentage of your business is local versus online? Because I know you have a huge online presence as well. Yeah. Every single piece in the store is on our website. Every single piece. So people will often send me like a picture or something. And they'll be like, do you have this? And I'm like, every single piece is on the website. Mm-hmm. But um, we're really amping up our website and continually are. But 30% of our transactions and volume go are online. Um, but uh, if you take the total number of our sales um, in store, then it is 70% of that is not in the state of South Carolina. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, and that is not because tourists wandered in and like are shelling out money, which is the total misconception of King Street. Like if you come in to King Street and just open your doors and think you can crush it, you cannot. Mm -hmm. Like 
it takes so long to build up the trust of a customer base and and then say, okay, now we know what you like. Let us, you know, really buy for you at market. So I have customers in mind when I'm in Paris, when you I'm in Milan. You bring customers with you. We, I brought customers Not with me. me. I'm like more of like, like a sidekick. No. I'm like, can I get you your coffee, ma'am? No. <laughs> no, but I think it's fascinating to see what you like because you have a different perspective. And like, um, I love going, like Stacey's like working and she's so good. Like she stays focused and they're like champagne, croissant. I'm like, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> I'm like, what about this dress? What about this dress? You yeah. know, like I am having a blast. I do. Um, when but, money is not on the table. It's right. really fun. It's really fun. It's really fun. But you have brought clients because you do have some heavy hitters that, mm-hmm. um, like we all do that yeah. really just help make your year. Yeah. Um, and you have, they love you and trust you and you dress them and you know, it's a very good relationship. And so you bring them with you and they like, will point things out on the runway and be like, love it. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're like, okay. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the biggest thing about the 70% too is like, now over 15 years, we've become a destination. So now people come in town for us mm-hmm. and that trickles down to the rest of the economy in Charleston. Mm-hmm. You know, they're spent, they're staying at a nice hotel. They're doing a girls weekend. They're going to eat at fig. They're going to like, you know, enjoy Melfi's and, and hang out. Like mm-hmm. it, it really does become, um, great. And they're coming here to take your classes. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many clients come on the weekends to come to the works. Like, yeah. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. Lizzie and Catherine Fortunato were here working out when mm-hmm. they were in town for a trunk show with me. Yep. Um, you actually did a private with Dorothy Schumacher herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's such yeah. a community it and is. it should be that way. So, um, But we do such a good job of getting to know the client personally so that we can not allow our physical element of living in Charleston be our boundary. Right. We want to move past that. And we, um, you know, Shop Bop was started by, it was a store in like Madison, Wisconsin called Bop. Mm. Um, Matches Fashion was started with like, you know, a small boutique. There's, I really want to be one of the best in the world. You are. And the sky's the limit. So I don't allow, I would say that's a better use of, of the 70% or whatever is to say, I don't allow Charleston to put any boundaries on me or my business or the brand. Totally. And, um, like, and I think, you know, some people don't like, you have to be invited to some of these. Oh, some, all, all all the shows, (laughs) all, Okay. Every single show is invitation only. Like you may only get one seat. I mean, like I would love to bring my assistant buyer a lot of times, but they're like pro inside. They were like, I'm so sorry. We can only offer one seat, you know? Yep. And it's only, I'm there with Anna Wintour and, yeah. um, it's, insane it's, it's crazy insane. and just this little girl from greenville south carolina I know. <laughs> I know it's crazy it's crazy but it is the hustle because you have to go out there and put yourself out there and you have to go and be like hi i'm relevant i'm doing something cool this matters and let me tell you why mm-hmm. and i call it my dog and pony show mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and pushing the limits on what what people even think about the south you know they're like well what do the women of Charleston wear? And I'm like, I don't know mm-hmm. what, you know, it's not about that. Mm-hmm. We're located there, but we have access to an amazing community of women who live all over. Right. And I was like, we are creating something different. And, um, but it's been a long road to get there. I had to go interview at those show, those multi-line showrooms and sit down and be like, I'm opening a store. This is my direction. This is who I want to be. This is why I want to carry your line. And, 
I have to go do that with other brands. We have to send them photos of the store. We have to send them our designer assortment. We have to like, it's not an easy game, yeah. you know, Isn't and it, it works so hard I to know. go out there myself and be like, Hey, yep. cold calling to them, calling yes. you and being like, please, please buy, please buy, please buy. Yeah. I have had similar situations with some clientele that I was like, Oh, I want this so bad. I want this so bad. And now I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just really booked. You can hit me back in March. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I don't mean that in an asshole way, but it's just like, that's just what happens. It's like you start to snowball and people start to pay attention. And I think if you like, you know, if you're doing it with integrity and you're open yeah. to willing to grow and say, Hey, I had a situation with one of my girls a few days ago. And like, um, you know, something happened and I knew as soon as I like I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm fast. We all know that, yep. right? Like I'm not like a, I'm not, I'm not, I'm like super methodical. Like I'm never one to hurt anyone, but like, I'm just like a, fa- a fast, I move. And I knew when I did it, I should have communicated better. And you know, so we had to go through this whole thing. And I was like, I learned just by listening to her. And it was like, okay, I learned something that I need to be able to slow down and do that. People have said to me a million times, but it was like, just seeing the, like seeing it in someone else's face was like, okay. I get that, you know? Well, I think you bring up a good point just about how much bigger it is than you just going in and teaching the class. Oh my God. There's so much more we have to do. You have to not only be the leader for the people in your class, but you have to be the leader for your team. Mm -hmm. And you have to manage like, what times are these going to be? And where am I going to put people in? Yep. And there's there's thought. There's thought put into every single ounce of your business. Yep. And and that's what is but so can, exhausting. Yeah. I wish right. you and I both always talk about, I wish we could just go in, like, teach or help people find pretty clothes. Yeah. But we got to do all the other stuff, too. I know. And, like, just to your point, it, it's like with our schedule or whatever, it's like I sit down and it's like painful. Like Becca came over, who's my operations manager the other day. And I, you know, have my ADD and everything. And like, we sat there for, she's like, I need you for three hours. And I was like, okay, at the three hour mark, this brain stops, Mm -hmm. but we had to go through and you have to look at numbers and like, that's people's feedback. And like, I got to move this. I got to take this class off. And like, and she says to me, oh, she's like, you're so emotionally invested because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want to take that class away from that person because they're relying on that money. And then, but if, but if I put someone else there, then the business makes money. And it's like, your industry a little bit differently than mine, but like people hate to think like yoga money, that shouldn't be a conversation, but the people that make money off of me, they have bills. I have bills. I have rents, you know? And it's like, yes, it's a job and there's a lot of heart that goes behind it. Mm -hmm. And I think you and I have talked about this so much with fashion is that Mm -hmm. people see it on such a superficial level. But like, I know so many of my own experiences with you, but like one in particular is like when we lost grace and I like called you and I was like, first of all, it was a fucking wreck. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have no clothes. I fucking hate my life. I hate myself. I hate my body. I have no baby. I'm gonna start crying. Like I'm lactating. postpartum and you were like I'll be right there and you (laughs) came over with like (laughs) probably like ten thousand dollars worth of clothes (laughs) and you were like the let's try these on let's find some clothes that fit you this is my gift to you and like even in that moment like I was so heartbroken but I could at least look in the mirror and be like okay like I can this shirt fits me you know and I feel better I feel more comfortable in my skin I can face the day like here we go. And I still have some of those pieces. Yeah. I like, like seriously, I do, you know, yeah. and I've worn them in different parts of my life. And, and you do do that for a lot of people. Yeah. And I think that I'd love for you to speak to that. Yeah. You know, cause you, and, and sorry to interrupt, but like, like when Jen had her mastectomy and like all these different things, like Stacy is the, she is, she will always be late to the party, yep. but she will always show up with the best shit. Yep. <laughs> Damn Skippy, the best wine and the best clothes. Yeah. Yep, always. Totally. Yeah. 
because I'm trying to do too many, cram too many things I know. I was like, one are thing. you sure this podcast, are you going to be able to do this? It's, it's at two o'clock. You're like, I'm upstairs. It's fine. I was like, I promise. <laughs> I even got here like 158. Yep. I was like, woohoo. Yep. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, But I think that, I, I thank you for bringing that up and thank you for sharing that. It was a special moment for me to be able to do that for you because you know, we talked a lot about that time when you don't want to go put on your maternity clothes because you don't have the baby. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put on your old clothes because you yep. can't fit into them yet. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're trying to get dressed to go like to to a party. Right. You're literally just trying to get out of bed. Right. But you can't get out of bed because you physically don't even have clothes. Mm-hmm. And isn't that crazy? Like when you break it down to that point, it really is that. How do I go face my day? Because mm-hmm. I don't even want to look at getting out of my bed because these clothes scare me. Mm-hmm. And it brings up thoughts and fears and emotions. And it does it for all of us. Mm-hmm. We all do it every morning. I mean, I myself even, you right. know. Um, and we are in the dressing room with people and I'm so grateful for this um, at some of their darkest moments after they've had many of our clients have had cancer and double mastectomy and said, how do I get dressed? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. what do I do? I don't even know what to do. I have no boobs now. And I, I, let's, how do you even dress for this? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. And making someone feel beautiful after feeling on the inside, like they just don't feel beautiful. It is the biggest gift. It really is. And it is magical that people trust us with that. And we've, you know, walked people through graduation to their baby shower Mm -hmm. to their wedding, Mm -hmm. you know, and then people when they've lost their husband. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. One of my employees lost her husband this year. And I went over and just took a bunch of clothes and was like, I don't want you to even think about what you're going to have to wear that day to that funeral. Yeah. You know? Yep. Like those moments are hard. And, but yet there's beautiful moments where we get to celebrate and enjoy mm-hmm. with people. And I just feel like fashion has always had this dirty word or my clothes are so expensive. And, you know, I know they are, but there is integrity and thought behind each one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of them are, you know, um, environmentally friendly. They are made by women. They're female designers. They are literally handmade. Um, there's stories behind each garment and so much cost, love, energy, time, effort to create that piece of art. Because if you think about it, somebody really did sit down and sketch that out. Mm -hmm. They sketched it out and it was their original idea. And then, you know, that's why I get sad when you see it at H&M or Zara or something, because can you imagine, I know we have so many beautiful artists in this town and, and elsewhere. Can you imagine if somebody just went before you even got to put it on shelves, they went ahead and knocked you off and priced it for Mm $19.99. You would die. Your heart and soul would be crushed. And, and that's, what irks me and also oh and by the way they're all they're illegally paying kids in china and i I say this on like every single podcast please go Mm -hmm. watch um the true cost it's the most amazing documentary about fashion and how it's a big polluter to the environment and um excess uh, fabric being cut off because they're trying to turn and burn you know nine dollar 99 cent t-shirts and Mm -hmm. i get it 
you know, mm-hmm. I wear a mix of high and low. I encourage you to do the yep. same and life should be a mix, but hopefully you can come in and get some treasures from us that will last you a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think everybody needs to come in and buy a whole new wardrobe all the time. It's not about that. It's about really taking the time to express the, uh, to the rest of the world who you are on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I think it's fun. I do too. You know, it's like, if you're in a good mood, girl, I've been in your closet with you yeah. and you were like, let's put on something short. Yeah. Let's enjoy, woo, woo, woo. You know, yeah. it expresses your energy. And then there's days where you're like, I just want to feel like confident and clean and beautiful. And let's, let's put this on, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it changes your mood. Well, there's a amazing. reason why you dress a certain way to go to trio versus going to a board meeting. Oh, you know what sure. I mean? Yes. <laughs> no offense to trio. It's great. Whatever. Yeah. But I, um, I think to like, again, to your point that there's so much more that goes into it than just, you know, cause I, I sell a, you know, I sell a premium product as well and people yeah. can get it cheaper somewhere else in town. Totally. And I invest a lot of time in the people, mainly women that work with me and, um, I want to pay them well mm-hmm. because they're making a career off of it. And I want for our the place that people come to practice for it to be clean and for it to be a nice establishment and all that has to be paid for somehow, yeah. right? It's not like I'm just charging for it and I'm like living it up yeah, no. <laughs> off your $25 drop-in, I promise. No, no, <laughs> no. And money, it really is a bigger issue. And maybe you can have somebody else on your podcast really talking about money. You know, why do women and money, why is that a bad thing? Like why is setting your prices as an artist, as a teacher, um, as a producer, so difficult for us to ask for what we want? Mm-hmm. Sally talks about this a lot. Um, and my twin sister in her Instagram and stuff and saying that women price themselves like a third lower than men all like every day. Mm-hmm. That's it. Why? 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 I, don't, I don't know. She's got the answers. I definitely don't. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> I was, cause I have an event. I've just got asked to do a really pretty big event and, um, I've done an event for this company before and I, I made really good money. And when Carter and I had a meeting this morning, our Monday morning meeting where we talk about things I don't like to talk about, like, you know, the, the details. Right. And I was like, well, what did we make on it last time? And she was like, told me. And I was like, well, let's just charge him half this time. And then I was like, why the, wait, that was two years ago. Yeah. Like, why is it because, and I, then I sat with myself and I was like, I don't want for them to think that I think I'm, I'm so, I'm too good. Yeah. Like I should do, yeah. I should do this Accommodate. as a favor, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, but I'm like, but that's bullshit. Yeah, I was like, this is my time. Yeah, you know, and it's time, like, yeah, I always think of Aaron Brockovich. It is personal. It's time away <laughs> from my kids. It's time away, you know. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah. It's true. Ta- that- time, energy, effort. Yeah, that's, it's very limited. Yeah. All three of those. It's so true. And, so true. And where do you want to? Wherever you put, you taught me this. Where you put your energy goes, your energy goes. Energy goes where, yeah, energy goes. Mm -hmm. But I do want to say one myth about fashion is they think I make up these prices. I definitely do not. MSRP, right? Yep, MSRP, Manufactured Suggested Retail Pricing. It is standard across the industry. They tell me what I can sell it for. And if I don't, they'll conveniently not let me go make an appointment for next season. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She'll be on that runway show. Yeah, we forgot, you know. Um, So... It is, it definitely is not, um, somebody came in the other day actually on Black Friday and said, um, oh, well you just mark it up a lot. And I was like, girl, the internet, uh, uh-uh, no way. There's the door. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know. Hurtful. It is hurtful. But, and I think you and I've spoken to this too and any other business owners out there listening, you know, like, 
um, Lindsay and I our producer have talked about this too. It's like, I'm not like, I don't know why it feels so personal, but like sometimes I have to remind myself like, like everywhere we go, like who we are anywhere is who we are everywhere. Right. So like when someone comes in and they're like, this class and like this wasn't yoga and I'm, I'm like oh I get it this is who you are when you leave Ooh, mm. I'm glad I only had to deal with that for 60 minutes yeah <laughs> you know? true and it's such a good reminder especially for people and I speak mainly to women but all people everywhere that are starting their own businesses like mm-hmm. if you take everything personally you are going to crumble and die I know you are I know and I know that you <laughs> you're looking at me laughing because you're like she's a Gemini you guys I'm such a Gemini I'm a twin and I'm a Gemini yeah, it's, so it's hello scary. It's there's scary. a lot of crazy there but a lot um, of crazy going on it's like sometimes you just have to like put your big girls panties on just to fuck it mm-hmm. bye yep. like move on moving on and to go back to like I, I have two other points I want to talk about before you have to go do what you have to do. Yeah. But, um, or I have to go sit on the toilet for the yeah. next four hours because I'm getting a colonoscopy tomorrow this because is, I'm so stressed out. Yeah. She you, didn't, she wasn't sure if I wanted to share that, yeah. but I'm fine with but, it. But you know, the podcast talk about is poops called, a lot. We talk about poops oh, a lot. You know, I love to poop. We share like, photos of poops. The it's weird. This is, is how close we are guys. Are you, it's like, you know, how real, real are you? How real could you be? There you go. Um, <laughs> And, um, okay. People so, often don't see this side of me either. I know. I think they see me always like smiling and, and then they're always like, how are you and Sarah like best friends? I'm like, we're one in the same soul. We, you just see us in the light in which. Yeah. We different. Put, yeah. 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 In yeah. The, in the store. And also Stacy is a night owl and I totally. am like, so like literally like we are passing ships. I mean, by the, like an hour probably. Yeah. Like on the mornings I, I have to be that, like some mornings I wake up at four 30 and like we could, because your industry runs so much later and yeah. you're working on different time zones like it's just crazy yeah I usually don't get him until 7 or 7 30 every night I'm in bed yeah I'm I'm like trying to like literally drag my children to bed even like the summer I'm like okay god could we make it dark yeah (laughs) what is this but our friendship really works when I'm abroad yeah because I'm usually like I might even be getting up at 11 a.m there and she's getting up at five and so I'm like good morning and literally we have full-on conversations and it's fabulous yeah it is so when I'm six hours difference we're right on sync yeah Yes. Yeah. And I want to say, <laughs> I want to say this too, like, because I think we're both very driven, stubborn, strong, and confident in ourselves, you know, in our industry, yeah, I, but we have had like, we've had to have really hard conversations with each other yeah. and really real conversations with each other where mm-hmm. we're both like, okay, like, I feel like you're letting me down here. I feel mm-hmm. like this. And like, I think as as we grow up, as you know, like I said, I can only speak to women because I'm, that's what I am. Um, <laughs> so far. Are you sure? Um, <laughs> I did just get new boobs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> those things are looking did good. They add a, did they add a side <laughs> piece? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I just have big dick energy. I don't have an actual yep, big dick. Yep, me too, me too. Um, so I think that it's like having these strong women in your corner that are willing to like, look at you and be like, yo girl, we need to talk. And even if it's like, that sucks. And that's really hurtful. Like, okay, let's have that talk. And then I need like to take 10 and like sit with it. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate that because there's so many people, especially when you get to a certain level of your, you know, where, where you are that just, yes, 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 yes. You, and then talk shit behind your back. Yeah. And that sucks, man. I know. That's why I got like one friend. Right. You got two. I got two. You got me in I got you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I know. I got two. Um, yeah. So let's, totally. I want to talk about. But that's why I keep it close. I know. And it's, it, it really is. I'm very guarded with um, myself, actually, and my time. 
I'm, I'm the most extroverted introvert you will ever, ever meet. My happy place is my bed. I really gain energy by being alone. Um, and that was something I had to learn getting older because I was like, why am I so tired? And I'm like, Oh, because I have literally talked to a million people today. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I don't know why I just, I'm very weird about trust. And I think it's been a long road of 15 years Mm -hmm. of getting burnt by people that I trusted immensely. And that hurt was, was very hard to overcome. Yeah. And it was with people who I was very close with worked with or worked for me. Um, you know, and thought we had a great friendship Mm -hmm. and it, and it was really tough. Um, I mean, you coached me through one of the hardest, the first big monumental things in my career where I had to let someone go. That was like, I mean, I was shaking like a leaf and Stacy held my hand. She's like, you can do this. And I was like, I don't Mm -hmm. think I can do it. I I mean, I was sick. I was sick. The thought Uh of hurting someone else. I mean, to my own demise, I would have like Mm -hmm. kept them on, you know? And you were like, nope. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you're, I was like, well, uh, what if I do it next week? You're like, nope, sit your ass down. We're going to write a list. We're doing it right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. Um, so t- let's talk a little bit about back of the house because I think that people yeah. really only see, you know, like the people that are on the floor and the yeah. clothes and like there's so much more that goes into this. I mean, oh so gosh. much of the logistics. Yeah. Like how do you even find those people? Are they fashion people? Are like I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the, all these younger people that are listening right now no. that are like that. That's don't- my biggest thing. You do not have to have even work in fashion or have worked in fashion or even love fashion that much. If you love logistics, if you were like I'm super, I love organizing a room and like I just wish I could do that all day. Well, girl, I got a job for you. You know, <laughs> like there's so many aspects to the. Um, company that make it run so the product once we've finally done this beautiful buying and all that stuff it um is um made to order literally each piece is that's why we have to order so far in advance mm-hmm. we order like six months in advance i am going december 5th which is the sunday i keep like forgetting to buy pre-fall 22 in so new york in new york of what is already going to be shipping and you're going to be wearing next fall Today's episode is brought to you by I Live Massage. I-L-I-V Massage. Got stress, sore muscles, anxiety. A visit to Jen is on the table, like literally on the table. She's amazing. She's located at 840 Wapu in Charleston. Her work relieves tension in my body. It leaves me relaxed, revived. I feel totally reset. Jen has 25 years of experience in the field of spa therapy, from detailed neck and shoulder body work, deep tissue, prenatal, and sports massage. Jen customizes each session to her individual client's needs. If you're looking for a deeper detox session, which I always am, because I just love to get all the junk out, Jen offers the Detox Magnesium Sauna Wrap. It was actually inspired by me, so you can thank me. Um, Reset your total body and eliminate bloating, inflammation, fatigue, toxins, and so much more with this wrap and sauna combo, which finishes with the blend of lymphatic drainage, deep tissue, and sculpting massage techniques. And fun fact, I Live is the only spa in Charleston to offer this. If you have any questions, follow up on Instagram. It's at I-L-I-V Massage Charleston, or find her in the middle of the room at the works behind me always. Use code ILIVE for 10% off all gift certificates purchased now through 122421. So 
So then the product um, is packed and shipped, arrives at the store. We have to unpack each one and check it against like this packing slip to make sure what they shipped us is actually what we received. I will tell you that probably one in 10, there's an error. And that goes, then that person unpacking the box has to go to my assistant buyer and she has to go back to the rep. Maybe the rep is in Paris and they have to get back with their warehouse team and then figure out the mess up. I mean, the paperwork involved is astronomical. Although we really don't use paper, we try and not print just enough. <laughs> we don't, we put everything in Dropbox so we don't have to print. So, but um, it's checked off and then it's I, I manually has to be received on by someone in my office. Um, and now it's going to be our new controller who's just starting. And so she receives on every single item and verifies that the price on that they're quoting on the packing slip matches the invoice. And then the, the invoice matches what we originally placed. Like if they told us they were going to sell it to us for 200, did they actually like invoice us for 200? <sighs> I mean, yes, there's so many and they have to input it into the um, point of sale system. And that then they way. take like everything. And then... It goes to be um, steamed, uh, tagged, hung up on a hanger. And from there, we pick out the smallest sizes to be shot on a mannequin. And then once it's shot on the mannequin, it's shot on a model and styled. And then it hits the sales floor. Um, and so just amount. And like, what's the turnover of, say, a bo- box arrives, turnover of that getting on the floor? Usually, like, within 48 hours. Is the, I mean, it, you run a tight ship too, yeah, but yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah. yeah. You could lose product left and right if you were not organized yeah. in this and millions of dollars if you weren't too. I, I can't even. Yeah. I mean, when I walk in there, I'm I like, know. there's so much stuff. I mean, it's, I everything's so beautiful yeah. and I want to touch it all yeah. with my dirty hands yeah, I know. and take it home with me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I, I would love to get more space, honestly, and keep spreading out and keep so doing then, more. Okay. So what's like, t- tell us, all right, what's next for Hamden? Like, well, we actually, I just signed a lease. Thanks to Sarah Shelley, who's a worker. Works client. Love her. We love us some Sarah. Um, got me a space. It's the old Barry Newman building. It's 747 meeting right there by home team. So I'll be going to visit Aaron even more often, mm-hmm. which is frightening for my, <laughs> my, you know, weight situation. Stop. But, um, so, but we're putting our distribution there and it's 7,200 square feet. So literally we're changing. Yeah. All of our product will not be well, for one year, I had the genius idea to open a distribution center. It was 2,000 square feet and walking distance to the store, and we've already grown out of that. And then so we moved down. And we're going to lease that building, and we should be in there next week. And it's that will be the place where the flow happens a little easier because yeah. there's so much square footage. To, and that will be the place where we do inbound and outbound. So all of our inbound... Um, receiving shipments all of the e-com photography will happen there and then all of our e-commerce orders will be packed and shipped out of there as well as all of the approvals that we ship to clients all over the country wow for them to try on so i have one person who just packs e-com orders just packs them doesn't even pull them do the paperwork nothing just packs them one person who packs approvals again doesn't pull them doesn't do the paperwork you know just packs them and, and two people who steam and pack and unchange hangers and change hangers one person who manages like, who the does, whole process who makes this whole schedule um well ivy our operations manager um does the store schedule it's pretty set schedule for the dc team it's monday through friday so um but we just have so many moving parts so that's just the distribution center you know and we have a Ecom photographer. We have an ecom stylist. All she does is style outfits for the website. That's it. That's yeah. her job. 
That's kind of fun. I mean, not like I know. I tell her all the time, I want that job. Yeah. Can you take my job? Because yeah. I swear, I sit behind the desk and have to deal with profit and loss statement, my balance sheet, negotiating terms. I know. I have to, um, you know, get a new loan, get a bigger line of credit, so we can do all this stuff. Yeah. Like, um, I have to sit on Zoom still for some people who are still not showing us in person. I had a Zoom with Paco Rabanne in Paris before I came down here. Yeah. Um, it's just, and then talk to the marketing team. Like uh, we have a PR person and marketing person in New York. Like, yeah, it's a lot. There's so many aspects. So to cut for, okay. So two things. All right. So what would you, all right. What is, because you do it. Cause we've had talks for where I'm like, I mean, where you, it's just been so hard and you've yeah. been like in the dumps and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, is this years, what you want to do? Years, is this years, what you want to do? And I you're know. like, you, you just kept sticking with it, you kept sticking with it. So what would your advice be to someone who, whether it's fashion or something, who is like, has a passion and is working their ass off, but is just in the trenches? Mm. Quit and move to Costa Rica? Yes. Oh my God, <laughs> totally. I think about, we talk about a lady commune. Oh, yeah. We're like, listen, the it's two just- of us could r- literally open a little bar there. We could run those, the three kids. Listen. Like Waylon, Della, and Van could be our little band. Yeah, that are I band. I mean, literally. It's our country music band. If and, Listen, if anyone's listening to this, I actually have a business plan in my head. It's not like on paper or anything. But I have a business plan in my head for Lady Commune. So mm-hmm. just, it's serious. Yeah. And if anyone steals the name, you hear it, you heard it here first. Yeah. Stacey's yeah. going to come after you. Yeah. Okay. I think I would say, um, don't give up. Um, Find other women who are willing to share in the struggle with you because mm-hmm. that allows you to feel seen and heard. I think one of the loneliest things is being an entrepreneur because you have no one else to go to because you can't go to your team and say, it really sucks right now. I'm mm-hmm. really freaking scared. And because if you instill fear in them, then then they don't trust in the process. It's like wildfire. Yeah, yeah. it becomes wildfire. And they need to know that you've got them mm-hmm. and you support them and and really... I think from our friendship, the community that I'm trying to create with Hamden is, um, and it is Hamden with the P is silent, not Hampton. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, Hamden is that we all work together as a team. We have a morning meeting every single morning with every single person on that 40 person team, whoever's scheduled for that day. And we talk about, you know, how we want to show up for each other. What's important? How can we support each other today? Like, do you have a client coming in at two? Great. Why don't you make sure you have lunch before then? Like, oftentimes I buy everybody lunch when it's a crazy day. Um, I bought everybody lunch all day last week. Mm-hmm. No one's on commission, you know, so you don't get those cat fights. Like, we really are trying to create a different community where you actually want to come to work mm-hmm. and do what you love to do, which is help women feel more beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the best gift anyone gave me this time, uh, recently she was from, um, Chicago and she said, um, thank you for creating an environment where people are welcome to walk in mm-hmm. because there's so many stores, even in my area where they're so rude to you. Um, and I hate that. I know. Just I feel the same way about to go and- studios. I'm like. I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm here. Yeah. Can I, can I, I bother you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is, I'm am sorry. I good enough? People yeah. will come in and apologize for being in the workout clothes. I'm like, girl, who cares? Yeah. Wear whatever you want to wear. We're yeah. not here to judge you. We're here to support you. Right. Um. So, it's it's a challenge. And going back to your question, find people who, and they don't have to be in your industry. Just find other female entrepreneurs to support. Um. 
and listen to you and have coffee with once a month mm-hmm. and take that time because you feel like you don't have that time. But guess what? If you have to make the time because otherwise the trickle down effect will be worse. Like mm-hmm. if you do that one hour, the next 10 are going to be great. If you don't, the next 10 are going to be mm, half ass mm-hmm. shitty not really in it, you know. Well, they always say like, the, if you're like, I don't have time to meditate. It's like get on, get your ass down, yeah. meditate. <laughs> like you need this, you know? know. And I think that that goes for what you're saying: community mm-hmm. building, relationships, being transparent, being honest. And I mean, you know, like I think as you and I grow more, like I mean, clearly at this point, I'm not gonna. I mean, I guess I could, but I don't think I'm gonna have much of a career change. I think yeah. the change will be out. <laughs> yeah, you know um, that the more that I can be, uh, use the studio as a platform, um, for other people to grow. I love that. Like I, and I was talking to some other women like this week, like, uh, Kira, who we all like know and love, mm-hmm. like she and I were talking and I don't take credit for this at all because I think that it's like a, like a center, like a commune center. Like mm-hmm. she's like, I've gotten so many great clients from there, Maggie and Alex with their juice, you know, like they've been able to grow yeah. so much from here. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Like if we're all doing this together, like if I'm celebrating you, you're celebrating me. We're all like scratching each other's back mm-hmm. in a, in a good way. Totally. And I, I just, love the little markets you do yeah. on the side here. I think they're genius with all, you know, different, different vendors. vendors. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. So, tell our listeners where they can find you. Hamdenclothing.com, H-A-M-P-D-E-N, clothing.com. Um, every single piece is on there. Yep. Every and single piece. Tell us your Instagrams. Um, our Instagram is actually Hamden Clothing. My personal one is Hamden Stacy. I'm not very good about posting, but I have a new digital creative director who started today. Posting on your personal? Yeah, I'm not good about posting my personal. Yeah. And he's like, we may need to amp that up. And I'm like, oh my God, don't add one more thing to my plate. Yeah. Oh my God. Does um, James have its own? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Um. So really our focus is Hamden and we put on there everything from small to James. Small, yeah. James is like, this, I really, all of it is Hamden, you know? Um. But I just thought it'd be really um cool to have my great, great grandfather's full name on the street. So as a company, we all go by Hamden, but um, James is the address location of 312 and a half, which is really cute. Um, That's shoes and handbags. Shoes and handbags. And then 312 is the new space that we just opened, which is connected. So I have 314 King Street, 312 and a half King Street, 312 King Street, and 324 King Street. The bitch has taken over the block. And (laughs) I would like more space if anybody's open. Yeah. But... It is, it is, can be overwhelming. And I know people always say that, but that's genuinely why we're here to help you. And, you know, with the amount of product that we go through in a day, like two of those racks are empty by the end of the day, Yeah, you know? So yeah. it turns so much inventory and we really do get product every single day, yeah. which is wild. And if you have, live in Charleston, cause I've heard this from people that they're like, I can't afford this, that, da, 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 da. Walk in there and take a peek because first of all, you'd be surprised mm-hmm. and there is sales and small is a great place to start. If you're a little intimidated by price tags. Absolutely. Cause um, everything in there is like below $500 and there's awesome pieces from Samso Samso. They're just names you don't know. And right. I always look at that just means you won't see everybody wearing it, which is great. Yeah. And $190 to 90 Alex mill is so awesome. It was created by the old president of J crew. Like when J crew was really awesome. Well go to Alex mill cause there's 
my favorite sweatshirt you were wearing the other day, ninety ninety eight dollars. Oh, I also steal Love all of I know. <laughs> like yeah. she looked at me, she was like, "You can't take that." I was like, "I, I know." I kind of had. I like felt it when I felt it. Yeah. I felt it in my hand, and I was like, "I guess I can't probably walk out." She of the was house like, "How was- about these socks, though?" I was like, "You can have those. It's fine." You can, I, I, it's literally not I'm even like, a question. I gotta go somewhere. She's like, "Come on upstairs." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I'll say this as someone too, like in a different industry, like investing in a in a nice piece is so fun. And like, I have stuff that I've gotten from you that I've worn it so many different ways in so many different phases of my life. And like, Mm -hmm. I freaking love it. Yeah. You know? And like, it's just, it makes you feel good. Yeah. Um, so you guys please check out Stacy and go check out the stores. They're absolutely stunning. Um, she's a wonderful person, a wonderful friend. And as always, thank you for taking the time to be here and for chatting with us. Love you. Love you dearly. 